Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Bladed Apples, a horror podcast dropping your trick-or-treat bag every week. Yep. We're still on track. Yep. Still doing pretty good. Still on track. Yeah. Once a week. Yeah. I'm Rocky. Uh, I'm Blaze. <laughs> I was just waiting until you took a drink to say it. Yeah. <laughs> and this week we're talking about the 1997 cult classic. It's got a following, right? I mean, according to reviews online, no. <laughs> well, yeah, but that's a cult classic. It's like later on in its life, like a small group of people like it. That's what makes it a cult film. Who likes it? A lot of people. Yeah. See, that's the thing. People seem to forget that cult films are movies that aren't popular with a general audience. So whenever somebody says, oh, I don't know, Stranger Things is a cult show, is a fucking idiot. I yeah, think I've told true. that story on the show before. Yeah, you have. You were very in-depth. <laughs> very aggressive. I actually could have connected to when we brought up Frankenhooker the other week also. Uh, but um, What about Frankenhooker? Oh, that same person said that they went to see Frankenhooker when I was playing at the Enzian during October with a whole bunch of friends because they're like, oh, Frankenhooker, that sounds silly. We're going to go there and get drunk and make fun of it and instantly got offended by the movie and walked out. Why would you think it would not be what it is? The name is literally Frankenhooker. What did, what did you think was going to happen? Yeah, I know. But anyways. Jesus. Come on. Uh, Event Horizon, though, I think is a cult film. Because <laughs> mainly just for Sam Nils yells. Yeah. <laughs> they use the same screams in Jurassic Park. Yeah. Um, Which sees the T Rex for the first time. Like very emotionless face with teeth showing screams. <laughs> just, <laughs> just monotone. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the 1997 cult film, Event Horizon, it has its fan base. I don't think it's terrible, it's fine. You had a great uh, little piece of commentary at the end of it, though, we'll get to. <laughs> You'll have to refresh my memory. <laughs> on the line it ends on, you're like, yep, exactly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyways, uh, before all that, how you doing, buddy? Better. Yeah. God, yeah, as I've told you, I finally got a new job starting Monday. That's mm-hmm. good. It's in IT, like I hoped. Yeah. So that's good. Now you're just going to be Pennywise the Clown? Yep. You're going to be real It's going to be IT. Yep. And, uh, yeah, watch some pretty good movies this week. Yeah, we'll talk about uh, some of the releases because a few things have come out. One that I know me and you have both watched. I think we also watch other new stuff. The Texas Chainsaw? Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, yeah. That I don't think the other person has seen. So which one should we talk about first? Let's do the one we both know. Okay, so... Both saw Texas. Fuck! Both saw Texas Chainsaw. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and uh, what did you think? I didn't hate it as much as I thought I would. I agree. Um, I don't think it's good. No. <laughs> no, but I mean, it's it's just like meaningless slaughter, and I'm okay with that. Um. So I think I'd be better off with it if it wasn't a Texas Chainsaw film. Because I enjoyed all the gore and violence, but I don't think it works as a Texas Chainsaw Massacre film. Okay, there are three points that really bother me about the movie. Okay. Uh, One is... Oh, yeah, for anybody that doesn't know, I mean, last weekend they put out New Texas Chainsaw Massacre. 
that takes place as a direct sequel to the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre. You should Massacre. know because I've been complaining about it coming out for the past like <laughs> You have months. been. So that's whenever you text me, you're like, this isn't bad. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> um, but it's a direct sequel to the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre. They just did the Halloween 2018 thing where it's set 50 years. This one's 50 years after the original one. Yeah, which um, is silly. And so, um, but anyways... And it's, yeah. it got released on Netflix. You can watch it. Should I? Uh, it's only an hour long, so you should watch it. I don't Did you know. notice that the, the the end credits are like ten minutes long? Yeah. So the movie's only like an hour and eight minutes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I um, I don't know if this is really giving anything away. It has to do with a plot point, though. No. Uh, if you guys don't want anything spoiled, then fast forward. We're going to do slight spoilers. I mean, it's not like ruining the movie okay. or anything. Yeah. So... Uh, Leatherface living with an old lady who apparently tamed him I, for that, 50 years. What? That shit didn't make any sense. That to made me. no sense at all. And it was like, sorry. Number one, who the hell is she? Yeah. Like, there's no explanation of who she is, he, how she tamed him. He grew him. up in an orphanage or just hanging out of the orphanage. But, like, I think what's interesting about him is, like, he's just part of the Sawyer family. <laughs> yeah. Like, he was not an orphan. Yeah. <laughs> so, what happened to the rest of the family? And then. And even at the end credits, after the end credits, you see him going back to the old house. Yeah, he goes back like, to his house, yeah. It's like, well, what? Where was this? Like, right. What are you doing? How did this, like, a lady randomly walk up and said, hey, I'm from, uh, you know, Child Protective <laughs> Services. Uh, sorry, your family, I'm having to take your, your leather face man here. I'm going to take your 37-year-old son away from yeah, you. Yeah, who's wearing people's faces. <laughs> and it was like. They're just like okay, like, right? Yeah, yeah, he could. He, well, he that lot, sounds fine. He has a lot of potential, that young man, and we are just not sufficing. Less uh, mouths to feed. Uh, yeah, so that part was really like, what the fuck to me. Right. Um, I the thing I like though is that they're like, oh man, no. Well, number two, the gas station attendant finds out. That there is a fucking he's back and killing people, and he doesn't go. I should call the police. <laughs> he just calls the fucking Sally out of nowhere, yeah. and she's like, "Oh, I've been waiting for this my whole life." Ugh. And the one thing I did like about that though is that it was like she comes, it has a chance to kill him, and she's like, "Yeah, you remember me?" And it's like. Oh shit! He doesn't know who the fuck yeah, I am. He doesn't go fuck. And then he immediately kills her. I'm like, okay, I thought. Yeah. I was right. uh, actually happy they did that, but it was pointless to just have her in there. But it doesn't work because, like, I know they're trying to do, like the Halloween 2018 thing where you have like, oh well, Michael's back after Laurie Strode, or he's not after Laurie Strode. We talked about this earlier episode where no, Michael doesn't care about Laurie Strode, but the writers really have to make a reason for him to go after Laurie mm-hmm. Strode. Either way, Laurie Strode is a character that people know by name. What's Sally's last name? Sally, sister <laughs> of Franklin. <laughs> I think it's I think it's Hanslet. I'm not sure. It's something like that. Um, but yeah, people don't know. Like Sally's not a character that's been in either multiple films or has this. No, like, just the first one. Yeah, this like you know, there's no mythology behind this character. It's like, oh well, Sally's coming back. So when she comes back, you're like, okay, it's not the same actress because the original actress passed away. Yep. So they recast her. So it's just like, all right. And they try to do the Laurie Strode being out of her mind with guns type thing, where it's like, ah, I've been a cop the whole time. It's like, 
I was like, cops, you looked for the same guy for 50 years. And it's like your commissioner would be like, you need to move on <laughs> and take a new case. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, uh, but, I, you know, and that uh, looking past that, these these points, though, I didn't think it was the worst thing ever. You have a third point? I did say I had three points, didn't I? Mm-hmm. Oh, God, what was the other one? Oh, uh, my third point was is that they made up the mask thing to me. Like, I was really, like, hated the mask and everything like that. I'm like, oh, it's just fresh. Right. Like, yeah. That's It's just that's one okay. mask. But again, why? Yeah. Oh, no, that wasn't my third point. My third point was when, when she goes... Um, now don't you go in my room remember to stay out of my room yeah and it's like he goes in and he finds his chainsaw behind the wall (laughs) yeah and it's like what (laughs) you had to like hiding the chainsaw was what was keeping him tame or something it's like well fuck how the fuck did you function like did you never go to a Lowe's or no. Home Depot? Like, if he sees a chainsaw again, he will have an insatiable bloodlust. <laughs> he will kill everybody in that store. So instead of getting rid of the chainsaw completely, <laughs> she hides it in her wall. And, you know, I mean, Leatherface is mentally challenged, so he probably has fits. We probably yeah. just starts breaking things. Um, so he just breaks a hole in the wall one day, just like, whoa! Like, that's what it's hey, been. Hey! Yeah. I've been looking all over for this. Yeah. But, um, yeah, uh, but I think a lot of the kills were good. Um, pretty brutal stuff, which I enjoyed. Right. Um, I like the cinematography. I like, like, when he's walking out of the cornfield and stuff like that. It was kind of a pretty cool shot. And, uh, so, um, I would say it is better than the other three remakes. Uh, I disagree, but... Really? Oh, man, yeah. I hated um, one, I hated the beginning, and I hated 3D. No, I think... Well, first of all, it's funny you bring that up, because I was watching this movie, and I'm like, this feels like a Platinum Dunes remake. <laughs> like, how it's shot, it felt like all those Platinum Dune remakes you were getting during the 2000s, like the fucking original... It did have that feeling, you're right. Like, how it's shot, like the filters and everything, I'm like, this feels like one of those Michael Bay-produced horror remakes, because he produced all that shit. Yeah. Um... But uh, here's my biggest problem with it, okay? I didn't name one of them? Damn. No. (laughs) No, no, you didn't name two of the big problems I have. So, I'm going to go on my soapbox for a second. All right. All right? I'll sit sit back. (laughs) So, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. There's an argument that can be made it's a proto-slasher. Okay? All right. But it's not a slasher. All right? I consider a folk horror. So, like, a slasher is the idea, in my mind, of being invaded, right? That our main characters are surrounded by some semblance semblance of normalcy, right? There's something that's safe. There's something that they're used to, i.e. Halloween. You're in the suburbs. You're babysitting. You're surrounded by the police, friends, family, parents. Same thing with Nightmare on Elm Street whatever right it's a safe environment that gets invaded by outside force that completely shatters that right goes around killing something and 
completely disassembles everything you thought were safe. And not only Halloween, Nightmare on Elm Street, not only suburbia, but also your dreams are not safe. Friday the 13th, you're going to camp. Oh, you're surrounded by counselors, all this stuff. It's a place that people go to for relaxation. Oh no, a killer's killing us. Black Christmas. Not a slasher either, I don't think. I consider them more a thriller, but another proto-slasher, along with the 900 other <laughs> proto-slashers. And people are like, what started the genre? And I think it's the dumbest argument ever. <laughs> We're just like, what was the first slasher? Like, meh. My, my opinion is probably more controversial, but <laughs> uh, I, I consider most of the ones that people do consider it not to be true. Uh, uh, with Black Christmas, you're, you're in your sorority house. There's some type of force that you're, it's a safe zone. Outside force invades it, completely shatters what you find safe, right? But a folk horror film is about invading, right? It's about going into an area that has its own beliefs, usually rural, usually has their own religion or their own way of living life. That doesn't seem normal to us. It doesn't sound safe to us, but to them it is. And there's no semblance of normalcy, and that's what throws off our main characters. That's Texas Chainsaw Massacre because other than our group of main characters, nobody they come across is a normal individual. <laughs> not even the gas station attendant. Not the hitchhiker. Of course, not the family. Like, nobody, right? It's literally feels more like they're traveling deeper and deeper into hell than into a part of Texas. It's a folk horror film, right? You must uh, not have been Texas. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've driven through it on the way to Vegas. Um, it's long. It's a long time to get through. Um, but I think the problem with this movie and every other sequel and remake to Texas Chainsaw after the original one, actually, I'll say the second one because Toby Hooper was making a satire of the slasher genre at the time. Um, is that they're, they try to treat the franchise like it's Halloween or like it's Friday the 13th. And Texas Chainsaw isn't a, oh, we're all going to fucking get slashed up and all kinds of stuff, right? It's a folk horror. You're supposed to be feeling the grime. You're supposed to be in this world, this complete feeling of hopelessness because nothing is familiar around you. It's not just some psycho that's going around killing people piece by piece, which this movie's doing. Everything feels like a fucking set in this. <laughs> yeah, that's the true. The town doesn't feel like it's lived in at all. No matter how grimy they try to make it look, nothing looks like yeah. it's natural. While the original Texas Chainsaw, and even Texas Chainsaw 2, like Toby Hooper ones, even the remake, I think, to to an extent, uh, the two, 2003 remake, the one Jessica Bill, the, the Platinum Dunes one, I think all feel like the world's more lived in, especially the original one, which I feel like I take a shower every time Definitely I watch grimy, it. Yeah. You know? This one, everything feels artificial. Third thing that doesn't belong in a Texas Chainsaw Massacre film, social commentary and political views. Hell no. Oh, yeah. That shit. This but, is the yeah, biggest problem I have. so annoying. Here's the biggest problem is, A, I don't know what exactly they're trying to say because everything they're trying to say is contradicted by something else they say later on in the film. So, early in the film, you realize that our main protagonist, or one of our main protagonists, because it's two sisters who are kind of our main characters, is a victim of a school shooting. Yep. She was shot. There's this commentary early in the film from that. They meet a character that's like... They, they, when they're first at the gas station, it's like a complete reflection of the original one. They stop at a gas station, which the gas attendant is just a normal guy. It's not like some weirdo or anything like that. So, all right, normalcy. 
Guy drives up in a big truck. He has a gun on his side. They're like, oh, he's got a gun. Must be nice to just carry a weapon anywhere. It's like, well, actually, there's hogs around here, and there's wildlife, and sometimes you know you need a gun to shoot them because there's a problem with it. And then so, they just make fun of him the whole time. Yeah, they make fun of him the whole time. And then later on, like, okay, so I guess we're trying to say something about gun control, but by the end of the movie, our main character, who's the victim of a school shooting, just picks up a shotgun and starts blasting away with it. Yeah. So what was the commentary you're trying to say? There's also a lot of weird stuff about Zoomers and, like, social media and, like, uh, uh, influencer culture and all that, yeah, they, which is they, just, like, They whoa. threw all that stuff in like, there and didn't really have an end game. Yeah, I mean, I thought, like, I, like, the bus scene. Everybody likes the bus scene, which is funny because it's like, oh, it's him, you know, there's a huge massacre on a bus, which is really fun. And it, But it doesn't, like, why is this in here? Why is any of this in here? Yeah. <laughs> also, why is the banker the head of the group? <laughs> it's yeah. like, hey, this is a lady that got us alone, and she takes charge, but she's terrible at it. <laughs> Gets killed immediately. Jesus yep. fucking Christ. Like, I don't I don't know. And, and I'm kind of confused about their politics because they're I like... Yeah, I can't tell what Because they're... it's like, they're like, well, the rebel flag's bad, but like maybe it's just a misunderstanding because the character that's like the generic redneck character that you would see that's like all about his like gun carry rights and the rebel flag and drive a big truck around is actually shown as like not that bad and that maybe these influencers are bad. Because they believe in cancel culture. <laughs> so, like, the politics are all nonsense to me. Like, it, none of it makes sense. It shouldn't be in there. So, the whole movie, if it wasn't a Texas Chainsaw Massacre film, I think well, if it was just a slasher, you know, a, a new slasher. You would have been okay same with it. Yeah, but it doesn't work as a Texas Chainsaw film. Yeah, it definitely doesn't have the vibe. Yeah. I had a good time with it enough. Like, I, I like you, I didn't hate it nearly as much as I thought I would. Yeah, but, I thought I was going to fucking despise yeah, it. Yeah, so... It's not. It's not bad. Um, it's, yeah, you it, get it just, bored and you got an hour. Yeah, but if you're if you're if you like the if you love the Chainsaw Massacre films and stuff like that and and you're gonna have some disappointments. You probably have some disappointments. There's a bunch of stupid plot elements and stuff. Yeah, but it's great violence. And I love and gore. It gets pretty schlocky. I'm a huge Texas Chainsaw fan. Yeah, for for a pretty inconsistent franchise. Yeah, <laughs> but an amazing original film. All right. I mean, uh, I love two as well. I do too. Yeah, no, yeah, I love the two, two Toby Hooper ones. Yeah, okay, and I don't like the first remake. I, I like the two thousand three one. Okay. Yeah. We're done with Texas Chainsaw. Yep. What's next? What else you watch? I watched two movies: a new Shutter original mm-hmm. and a new Netflix, well, newish Netflix film. Uh, the Shutter original was called uh, "They Live in the Gray," mm. and. It is a movie about a woman who loses her child, but she can see ghosts. She takes pills for it, and she's part of a. Is it C C P C P S Child Protective Services? Do they C P S C P S? Yeah. Um, she's part of C P S, and she ends up having to investigate this case. And oh yeah, her kid dies or whatever. And uh, <laughs> I think that's actually on description on Netflix. It's like and her kid dies or whatever. <laughs> yeah, and uh, you know, there is like you know, it's like obviously in real life that is a tragic thing to happen to anybody. But when you watch it in a movie, there there is a point where you're just like, get over it, like, <laughs> come on. Like, well, I mean, it depends how well it's 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 put together. Well, how, it's not <laughs> how, how well it's portrayed. Uh, I, and I, 
I it it's got like a little twist here and there, and the she ends up going to investigate this family because the child has been like reported having bruises at school and stuff like that, and the CPS woman ends up going and uh, investigating and finds out the house is actually haunted and she can feel and see the spirit that's in there and blah 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 and then there's a little bit of a twist and it's kind of boring mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of a boring movie but it's not bad like I I don't know like it was one of those shutter uh, usually the shutter exclusives I'm always like yay like I love this this is great this one was kind of I don't know. I think that's a lot of Shutter stuff for me. I think it's a mixed bag, but I mean, you know, there's, in, there's a lot of independent filmmakers getting a voice. So, I mean, whether it's good or bad, at least you gave it a try. Yeah. And, and they gave it a platform that you may never seen that movie originally anyways. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. Uh, it wasn't bad. Uh, it was just really, really, really slow. Yeah. Because it was like a two-hour, 15-minute movie. And it was like, I think stuff started picking up the last 30 minutes maybe. Yeah. Like the rest of it was just kind of like, where, where am I dead, son? Uh. I'm like, man, I saw him in the flashbacks. He is not that interesting. Yeah, he kind of sucks. Yeah, he wasn't a great kid. Like, he's just, all you gave me is that he likes tacos. And it's like, and That's his character trait. Yeah, he's like, oh. His name was yeah. actually Taco. <laughs> he likes tacos and he died and the end like that's his two character traits is <laughs> like tacos and being fucking dead <laughs> um yeah so there was that one A great character arc yeah and then the netflix one that kind of surprised me uh was uh no one gets out alive yeah that's what you're talking about yeah yeah and it's kind of like um like, don't get me wrong, there are some parts that are like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, but but uh, it, it's like the acting is good. It's shot well. There's some creepy scenes. And it's uh, based w- on, like, Aztec folklore and stuff like that, mm. which is really kind of cool to see. Like, yeah. it's got, like, a... And I don't know how accurate it is to, like, Aztec folklore, but... It definitely has that aesthetic, and and uh, the weird part is though it's in an apartment complex in Cleveland. Oh, so, okay. But uh, it it was fun. It was a fun movie. Me and Paige enjoyed it pretty well. But I mean, come on, cue the winged serpent. That's in New York City and it's Aztec. That's true. <laughs> Aztec mythology. And that is a fucking great movie. Yeah, I love cue the winged serpent. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was uh, it was good. I recommend everyone give that one a shot it's pretty fun okay cool yeah um i actually saw a new horror movie in theaters what did you see i saw a movie called the cursed oh which i didn't know anything about until it was you know on wednesday yeah wednesday i go on fandango to see like what new movies are gonna be playing at the theaters and stuff and um saw this one i saw the poster i'm like the cursed and i clicked it and it was a horror movie with like a I think it has either a high 60 or low 70% or Rotten Tomatoes. When did it come out? Uh, last weekend. No shit. So Is I'm it like, still in theaters? Yeah. Maybe I'll go see so it. So I'm like, oh, well, I'll go check this out. And I did. And it's very slow. Oh. It's not bad, though. But it's an hour and a half. But slow. And I don't know if it's a slow burn or if it's just slow. It's kind of a mixture of both. But it's a, uh, it's a werewolf film. Like, oh. I wasn't going to spoil it. 
but like you find out within like the first five minutes. It oh, is okay. because it opens in World War One, and the soldier gets shot and he gets a silver bullet pulled out of his stomach. So if people can piece that together pretty quickly, then there's a bigger problem. Okay. Um, but uh, uh, yeah, it's, it takes place in the 19th century, and there's this landowner and his family, and on some land that apparently he owns, some gypsies have moved in on the land. They're claiming, hey, we, we're actually owners of this. Squatter's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like, we actually own this. It's like our ancestral home and stuff like that. This land belongs to us. And, of course, he posses up and goes out there. And uh, it doesn't go well. You know, him and all his honky friends <laughs> shoot up these gypsies. And uh turns out that one the one of the gypsies put a curse on on his family. Uh prior to her, the the lead gypsy getting shot, she took part of a skull, like the mouthpiece of a skull, and a bag of thirty silver coins, which later on you find out were the thirty coins that was paid to Judas whenever he betrayed Jesus. Right. Um so somehow she got those. All right, they just pass them around. And uh, melt the silver down and make them into silver teeth and fangs for the skull mouthpiece. So it's like dentures. It's like a grill. It's like dentures that go in your mouth, but they're like fangs. Okay. And uh, she gets buried with those. And the kids in the family are all having visions of, like, unburying her and finding the, the little thing that's container that's holding this this grill. I just call it grill. <laughs> it's these false teeth. Um, well, one day the kids actually go and dig it up. One kid puts his mouth, bites the son of the landowner, and now the kid is a werewolf. Kind of. He's a werewolf, but I never saw the. It's interesting what it does with the mythology. It's like whenever somebody gets bitten because it's still like a disease like normally with like werewolf films you know right. if you're bitten you can get changed um, like branches start going around them it almost makes like a husk around them like a cocoon that they're inside so you have to break the cocoon and then like kill them on the inside huh yeah but uh, at the same time a pathologist has went into the town played by uh, Boyd Holbrook from Logan and Narcos and He's like, oh, I've seen this happen before. I want to help hunt this creature down. But he's telling the people, it's like, no, it's all animal attacks. It's like, it's a wolf. But he knows like what it actually is, and they're trying to hunt it down and all that. Um, it's not bad. There, there's some pretty cool imagery. It's pretty good spin on the werewolf mythology. Um, slow. <laughs> it's an hour and a half, but I don't think it's bad. Okay. Yeah, I don't think it's bad. It's all right. All right. It's just interesting seeing a werewolf movie in theaters, you know? Yeah, for sure. It's been a long they're time. They're few and far in between. Like, vampire movies are a dime a dozen in theaters, but oh, yeah. werewolf films in a theater Rare. are not as much. Rare. So, there's also a pretty cool scarecrow in it, because when the gypsies gets his, like, hands and legs cut off, and then they, like, stuff straw into his shirt and just, like, hang him up. <laughs> okay. And they start having visions of the scarecrow also. So, that's pretty cool. So, there's some cool, creepy imagery in it. Who's it directed by? Uh, Anyone notable? Or? No. Nothing okay. that I know of. It's written directed by the same guy. Okay. Yeah. Well, cool. Man, I think the cinematography was done by him also. And it's just a good-looking film. But, you know, they're working on a budget still. It doesn't look bad, but some sometimes, you know, 
You can tell. Well, they do, they're really clever at first when they don't show the the creature in full like full body. They just show parts of them and like running by and stuff. Right. But what you see in full body sometimes the CG doesn't look amazing, but it still looks good for now and everything. Okay. You know? So yeah. So the cursed, not bad. All right. Yeah. Well, is it time for our main topic? It's time for our main topic. All right, then I guess we'll do. It's for time. our it's for our main event on the it's horizon. On the, yeah, <laughs> damn it, said it before I could. <laughs> All right, here's the trailer, you fuckers. <laughs> this is incredible. It's the event horizon. She's come back. The event horizon is the culmination of a secret government project create a spacecraft capable of faster-than-light flight. ship doesn't really go faster than light. What it does is it creates a dimensional gateway that allows it to jump instantaneously from one point of the universe to another light years away. Where has she been for the last seven years, Doctor? That's what we're here to find out. Welcome back, fuckers. <laughs> <laughs> You like the abuse? <laughs> did you uh, did you enjoy Sam Needle describing the events that will happen in this horizon? What a terrible trailer! Dude, it's just too baffling. I feel the like, whole fucking trailer. I feel like even if you watched, if you were watching the trailer, you'd be like, "This is terrible. Yeah, this is a bad movie." <laughs> I just I like what what made them think that was a good like place for the trailer, not just like like some small dialogue while scary shit's happening. They're like, nah, have them do that whole part where he explains the plot. Like, oh, it doesn't really travel faster than light. It takes a dimensional gator in. I mean, it'd be like another Sam Neill movie trailer, like if it was like Jurassic Park. Yeah. And instead of showing any dinosaurs or anything, it's just Dr. Hammond explaining the genetics that go into making the dinosaur. Do you see and this? Like this is Park. a raptor claw, you little fat turd. Uh, you see what a raptor would do is tear open your fucking innards, you little fat piece of shit. No, that'd be great if they had that in the trailer. Well, no, I know. I love that part because he's just like, I'm bored. It's like, do you see this? It's a raptor. Oh, uh, you you don't like science? <laughs> a raptor would fuck your little fat shit up. <laughs> <laughs> the parents are like, finally. Yeah, finally somebody Stop told me. that little fat piece of shit what's going on. Oh my god. Uh, all right, let's get into it. Yeah, let's. <laughs> I know you're trying to uh, put it off. <laughs> we go. Yeah, okay, here we go. You're welcome. <laughs> So, Event Horizon, 1997, written and directed by Paul W.S. Anderson. Not the good Paul Anderson, which, at the time of this movie, he's still getting credit as just Paul Anderson. But then, another Alan Anderson came and took that throne. Paul Thomas Anderson, <laughs> who's amazing. Unlike this Paul Anderson. <laughs> yes, Paul W.S. Anderson was just coming off of doing Mortal Kombat, um, which is his first big film. He had done, like, a independent crime film before before Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat was, like, a massive success. It wasn't bad. Uh, for a PG-13 Mortal Kombat, I guess not. Yeah. Which is part of the problem, 
part of the reason rather why he decided not to do annihilation because he was offered annihilation mortal Kombat annihilation he said no and they offered him x-men and he said no because he wanted to make an r-rated movie he didn't want to get shoehorned as a pg-13 director mm-hmm. <clears throat> so the script was kind of flying around from a, a writer named philip eisner and the studio gave it to him he kind of flipped through it and he was like oh well yeah this is like a haunted house movie in space which is really interesting i would like to do that <clears throat> which was eisner's original intention but reading the script uh paul w sanderson said wait this is like really similar to alien <laughs> so i'm doing major rewrites on it and rewrote most of the film because there was supposed to be an actual alien on the ship that was but was like had tentacles and stuff. Right. <laughs> so he rewrote everything to focus more on like the psychological effects, taking influence from the haunting and the shining, which there's images in this movie that completely rip off both films. <laughs> um, oh yeah. Oh yeah. The miniatures look so much like alien. Yes. Uh, uh, this movie at an infamous is infamous for being uh, shortened on production by the studio because they were getting ready to make this movie. Everything was green lit. They're going to take their time. It's going to be cool. They want to get it out in 1997. Um, and another big movie was coming out that year, though. A little movie called Titanic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, something happened during the production of Titanic where probably just making it because of how big of a big of a job it was. It got pushed back on its release date. So this studio very intelligently said, hey, hurry up this movie so we can get a big movie in during the summer before Titanic comes out and like completely destroys the box office. Great. Because that's how a studio should do. Just rush this movie uh, and have massive edits on it. Usually a movie's given 10 weeks to edit. Uh, they were given six weeks. Holy crap. The Guild promises you 10 weeks to edit a film. A minimum of 10 weeks. They sure in four weeks off of that. Wow. <laughs> um, Paul, w- Paul W.S. Anderson showed a cut of the film uh, to test audience and everybody was disgusted allegedly people were throwing up because it was way more violent I would have liked to see it way that. more fucked up and you will never ever ever see the original cut of the film because most of the scenes went missing or got destroyed <laughs> sad uh, yeah so it went from like a two hour and ten minute movie down to the hour and fifty movie we have um, some deleted scenes and extended scenes are on the DVDs but like The original cut of the movie is missing too many scenes for it to be released as a director's cut. Um, Yeah, so he really got fucked on on everything. Well, that kind (laughs) of makes me feel like softer on the movie. Yeah, um, because he wanted to do like a whole bunch of other stuff with it, but just the studio, there's just a lot of studio. Maybe he had a great, great vision and it just didn't get to happen because of the studio, which happens a lot. Yeah, yeah, it seems like. And this writer, Phil Eisner, he didn't go on do too much afterwards either um i think he he's writing a comic book or a tv show for kevin spacey's company Ooh. kevin spacey's still so it's kind of like Ooh. <laughs> yeah probably <Okay>. not great <laughs> so why <laughs> kevin spacey has a comic book company uh, his he has a film company he's a production company oh, okay yeah Still? <laughs> Still. Huh. It's probably the same company that put out all those weird videos where he was, like, threatening people's lives. Oh, okay. Remember that? No. After, like, all that shit came out, 
about him like being a complete fucking you know sexual yeah pervert monster yeah <laughs> uh he released those videos that were like threatening people's lives and stuff and then like a couple of people like ended up dead <laughs> holy crap you don't remember that no like, I don't a couple years that back at all. <laughs> yeah damn <laughs> Um, very Kevin, weird. Why do you have to be such a shit? Uh, because he's a person. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> Most true. of the time, people are. That's um, true. So, do you want to describe or start describing the plot? <laughs> we just, are we just going to do this beat by beat like last time? We're just going to go through it. Go through it. Yeah. If you guys haven't seen it, you can rent on Amazon for a few bucks. If you want. If you or want. we can just tell it so elegantly you feel like you've seen it yeah so like there's a spaceship and shit like <laughs> there is a spaceship called the you lewis and that, clark fuckers <laughs> <laughs> we are in a spaceship called lewis and clark though yeah there is a spaceship called the lewis and clark which has nothing to do with anything i, I don't know if it was like a reference to something or parallel nope, nope. Uh, just uh they're adventurers so is the ship <laughs> but they aren't um, even adventurers just military that are sent on a mission is it military? I think so. Oh, okay. I thought they were like a private. They may be. Um, I don't know. So there's a bunch of words. There's Sam a bunch of words Neil in the movie. <laughs> is sitting on this spaceship, and he's walking around. <laughs> and uh, God, I don't even know how to describe this scene. Like he goes into cryo sleep before anything is really said to yeah. anyone they all go into cryo sleep yeah because and they're traveling long distance very long yeah. distance and he has a horrible nightmare about somebody with no eyeballs which is his wife who yeah. apparently died yes um and he wakes up from the cryo sleep like shaking everyone's like oh my god something's wrong with him and he's like, oh, goodness gravy. <laughs> Good gravy. You know, Sam Nell's catchphrase of the movie, yeah. goodness, goodness gravy. gravy. <laughs> he um, says it so often. And uh, so then it just kind of, like, we get a few sexual into windows from Cooper. Well, hold on, okay. All right, hold on. Hold on. Okay, so Sam Nell is a doctor. Yeah. He's a scientist. <laughs> Well, you don't know that until he starts explaining stuff. <laughs> yeah, but you learn who Cooper is before that. So let's go real quick. He's on the ship, the Lewis and Clark. I'm whose doing crew, a fine job. Whose, whose, crew, whose crew is captained by Lawrence Fishburne, whose name is... Lawrence Fishburne. <laughs> whose name is Larry Fishburne, excuse me. <laughs> you still don't know which one he was going by. Um, but uh, old Larry in this movie is called Captain Miller. Um, he has a second in charge, played by uh, Julie Richardson, named Stark. Um, he has a pilot, played by uh, Sean Pertwee from yeah, Dog, Sho- Dog, Dog Soldiers, Soldiers. Uh, bladed bladed Apple's alumni, Sean Pertwee. Uh, <laughs> um, we have his picture up on the wall. <laughs> yeah, we have him right there next to Scully. Yeah. <laughs> um, Yeah, there he is. Um, And he's the pilot. Uh, You have a med tech named Peters, who's the other female on the ship. Yep. Um, You have an engineer named Justin. Yep, that's all he gets. Yep. Um, You have a doc played by Jason Isaacs named DJ. He's the the medical doctor. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 
dick job. <laughs> and you have Tech Cooper, who's the who's a technician on the uh, ship. Yes. Who is our um if Lawrence Fishburne wasn't in the movie, would be our uh our token black character that they give all the stereotypical dialogue to. Yeah. Which which he is anyways. It's almost offensive watching him. He's a pretty offensively written character yeah, in hindsight. Like- because, you know, Lawrence Fishburne, uh, even though he's a black character as well, is, um, <laughs> as we'll get into, um, I guess he's the most rational thinking person in the whole movie, but he's also, like, not phased by literally anything. anything. <laughs> no, nothing matters to him. In the movie. Like, every, like, crazy thing that comes up, he's just like, mm, all right. <laughs> yeah, I guess that makes sense. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so we, we get to know our characters. Um, we're introduced to Cooper. Yes. Uh, we're interested to everybody. They're all like taking showers or waking up. From, yeah, from the cryo sleep. And he's walking around with coffee. Yeah, just offering people coffee after 50 days of sleep. What, what, what not 50 days. Yeah, 50 days. Like, also, this this is set in 2047, by the way. Yes. Uh, which will play into something we're going to be talking about a little bit as far as our technology goes. Yes. <laughs> yes, it will. <laughs> right, it took me a second to remember what you were talking about. So, um, he's walking around offering people coffee, and he goes with Jolie Richardson's character, Stark, and he's like, hey, Stark, want something dark and black in you? Or what does he say? Black and strong in you? What does he say? I can't remember. He says something that you probably shouldn't tell a coworker. Yeah. <laughs> no, probably. You shouldn't tell a coworker Yeah, this. you shouldn't talk to your coworker that way. Um, <laughs> and they're... I okay, so... Fuck that scene. We're moving on. <laughs> but also something else I want to bring up with that. Um, also, uh, Smith, the pilot, he has just pornography pinned to the wall yeah, of the ship. Yeah, just in the lunchroom. Yeah. I mean, it's not really pornography. It's like pin-up moths. But anyways, it's inappropriate for your workplace. So really, this whole ship is just like an HR nightmare. Yeah, it is a nightmare. <laughs> Human resources would be like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> like, we're docking this this ship and you're never flying ever again. Lawrence Fishburne would be like, all right. Yeah, that, make, that makes sense. Yeah, I understand. <laughs> that's, his, that's how he acts the whole movie. He's just very straight-laced Lawrence Fishburne. And then Sam Neill is just... But, uh, but continue on. So eventually after Sam Neill is recovered from this pod, they all meet in the break room, I guess is what it would be, where... where he uh, posts his pornography <laughs> on the wall. Where, where Pilot Smith puts yeah, all his pornos. Puts his pornos. <laughs> and Sam Neill goes into a uh, speech you may be familiar with now. <laughs> now. Uh, due to our fantastic trailer. Um, where he explains... Uh, about the event horizon, and they're like, "Okay." Oh, we didn't explain what the event horizon. We didn't explain what the mission is. Oh, <laughs> that's our fault. Yeah, I just realized. Like, wait. <laughs> yeah. Where's the Lewis and Clark going? <laughs> it is going to find a ship that has been lost forever, called the Event Horizon. Yeah, for seven years, it just disappeared and just showed back up right outside Neptune. No word from the crew. Yeah. So, oh god, it's boring me thinking about this. <laughs> you find out. That Sam Neill was the creator of the engine. Yep. Dr. Neill. Yes. <laughs> yes, Dr. 
Dr. Neil is uh, he's like, goodness gravy. Goodness gravy. That's the horizon. <laughs> you, you blokes are taking me to it. <laughs> Let's get bloody on board. <laughs> and Lord Swishburne is like, all right, that sounds pretty good. All right, that sounds fine. <laughs> like, you, you all put some gravy in your boots and get in here. You know how good this goodness gravy is? <laughs> goodness gravy, this is great gravy. Lord's fish burn is like, it is pretty good. <laughs> Very une- unemotional face with <laughs> Sam Neill screaming, <laughs> Gravy! <laughs> <laughs> okay but yeah so he starts explaining the core yeah so he starts explaining how it doesn't technically move faster than the speed of light but it makes a gateway blah 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 blah, blah. and then they're like so we what do you want about this ship blah 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 and he's like oh we've gotten word that uh, it has appeared, and we're going on a retrieval mission. Yeah, I want to get the core drive back out of it because we, yeah, uh, it's a core drive that that can create a small black hole that uses for basically teleportation, like yeah, fast speed space like travel. Like making a portal, yeah, from just one part of space to another. It rips a rift and shoots through it, yeah. but also doing that, it's rips holes in into dimensions? other dimensions which apparently hell yes is one of them yes and uh also his explanation this is pointed out in red letter media actually they point this out was uh the exact same thing how he explains how he folds a piece of paper and puts like a pen through it or in this way folds a pin up <laughs> he puts a pin with sean pertwee or or smith is like my porno <laughs> or whatever <laughs> yeah. the fuck he's like. i don't that's know that's mine and all the women on the ship are like thank fucking god yeah like, Can you do what? it all of it <laughs> and he's like and then he hands it to him he probably just looks at you the know hole how many times i've caught him whacking off in the lunchroom <laughs> He's like, oh, I can't believe you've messed up my centerfold. He hands him back the, the centerfold. He probably opens it up. It's like, oh, there's this is actually very convenient. There's a hole in it now. <laughs> so you can probably just use a this. A pin-sized <laughs> hole. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. I can just use it like that. Um, but Relator uh, Media pointed out that they use the same explanation <laughs> on uh, Christopher Nolan did in Interstellar. Oh, yeah, they totally did. <laughs> Christopher Nolan ripped off Event Horizon. <laughs> Christopher Nolan. You fucking hack. You hack. <laughs> Worst director ever, Paul W. Sanderson. Better director than Christopher Nolan. Oh, yeah. <laughs> have you seen his Resident Evil movies? How many Resident Evil movies have Christopher Nolan made? Zero. None. Is Christopher Nolan married to Mira, Mira Jovovich? No. Paul W. Sanderson is. That That's, uh... Yeah. yeah. That's all. But continue. <laughs> um, so, yes. Uh, they dock onto the ship. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, a few of them go in to, uh, I, uh, what is her name? I can't remember. The, the assistant. The doctor, the second in charge. Second in charge. Uh, Stark. Stark. No, not Stark. The, the oh, doctor. The, uh, Peters. Peters. Mm-hmm. So Peters goes aboard uh, to start searching the ship and finds some uh, very messed up corpses floating throughout the ship. Right. Um. And then they end up finding a CD-ROM drive. 
that you know in the future in 2047 in 2047 everything is stored onto a cd-rom because that is technology my friends clouds no thank you cds that's the way to do that's it that's how you store important documents yeah we were, we were way dumber 20 some years ago yeah and um so on it, they start uh, listening through the tape. And, and it turns out to be Big Willie style by Will Big Smith. Big Willie style, yeah. <laughs> And they're like, hmm. We can't just, <laughs> yeah. So knows like, goodness gravy. Let's just get jiggy with it. <laughs> and Lawrence Fishburne's, goodness gravy. And Lawrence Fishburne's like, that'll be acceptable. <laughs> I know Will Smith. <laughs> oh, we also didn't say whenever they go to dock on the ship, the control room on the Lewis and Clark. Lawrence Fishburne's chair. Oh, God. So apparently, the in the future, chair. the captain's chair is a swing set. <laughs> and he's just sitting there shaking her. Like, the idea of, like, you have this futuristic spaceship that's doing space travel no problem and going to parts of the galaxy we can only imagine now. But instead of having, a, like, seat belts or something like that. <laughs> He sits on a chair that swivels hanging from the ceiling. So, like, any stop or slight movement or, like, just rattles him to the fucking core. It's like, fuck! <laughs> <laughs> a normal cat to Lord Sushin just be like, no. Yeah. So, back uh, to this uh, CD-ROM. Well, also, one of the best things that you pointed out is that whenever they go on the ship... And they see the core drive. It's still intact. It's still there. Oh, yes. Um, is like, Samuel's like, it's amazing. It's still together. Look at it. What a work of art. I built this. This is mine. It makes it's, black holes. Isn't that fucking cool? <laughs> and Lawrence Fishburne is like, yeah, it's all right. Uh, I'm not, uh, I'm not, uh, Doc, what are we? Uh, did you hear me, you son of a bitch? It makes black holes. I created a machine that makes black holes and flies a ship through them. Yeah, it's, it's pretty cool, I guess. Huh? No, that's fucking mind-blowing, you piece of shit. Like, look at this. Goodness, fucking gravy. <laughs> like, you bumpy-faced fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Get your dog soldier Irish bitch out here to look at this. <laughs> it's a fucking black hole and ship. <laughs> yeah, so they go to play the CD-ROM. They recover the ship. They still have a couple people on the ship, though, looking around where they play the CD-ROM, though, right? Because yes, whenever we got our yeah. first big action sequence. But they're, they're playing the CD-ROM first. Yes. Okay, and what's on it? Uh, a bunch of screaming and a guy... Speaking Latin. <laughs> yes. And thankfully, Jason Isaac's character, DJ, speaks Latin. Knows Latin. And he can hear what the <laughs> doctor says or what the person on the recording says. He's like, Oh, he said, liberate me. It means save me. <laughs> it's yeah. Like, yeah. Well, yes. Like, liberate is a, it's a pretty common word. And so is me. <laughs> yeah, well, it's like liberate me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And Liberace something. Uh, <laughs> Liberace. It's like, oh, it's a Liberace CD. <laughs> uh, no, but um, so uh, while aboard, while they're trying to figure out the systems, um, 
the machine turns on while Justin mm-hmm. is in there. And he's kind of like amazed by the idea of this machine. Who yeah. wouldn't be? It's a fucking black hole. <laughs> Lord Fishburne, that's who. Yeah, Lord Fishburne didn't give a shit yes, about Yes, Captain it. Miller does not give um, two fucks. But he notices a that the machine is on and it's making this strange sort of portal. So he ends up putting his arm inside. <laughs> As one does. As one does. <laughs> I better just put my body into this. And which, which I guess is trying to, I guess it's like calling to him. I guess that's what they're trying yeah, to get through yeah, yeah. is like, it was he's tri- hypnotized by it. So he's like, oh. But it just yeah. looks like he's just like, oh. <laughs> puts so, his arm through it. <laughs> so he gets pulled in and spat out and he's dying. And the doctor and his assistant end up taking care of him. He's in a critical state. Uh, but he wakes up and starts saying that some the the black one is coming. Yeah, or... yeah. And Cooper's like, "Let me tell you about it." And they're just like, "Shut up, shut the fuck up." Uh, <laughs> is this literally that character from Not Another Teen Movie, where that they have that like token black character? It's like, I'm just a token black character. All I'm supposed to say is, "Damn, shit," and that's whack. <laughs> like that's literally Cooper yeah, in this movie. Him in that movie. Yeah. Um. So, um, where was I? That that Justin comes out of his out of oh yeah uh, to talk about the dark one coming or yeah. something like that, and um, then the assistant ends up having a hallucination of her child in the med room of the event horizon. There's lesions all over his all legs. over his body. Yeah, and she reports it to them, and they're like, "Ah, you're hallucinating. Don't yeah. worry about it. It's not a big deal." And uh, you take it from here. <laughs> well, whenever Justin wakes up, we get our first big action piece. First big action set piece because he gets up. He's all fucking crazy. He's talking about the dark one coming or black one or whatever. Yeah. Um, That's and then he's like, all right, I'm going to kill myself now. And he goes to the airlock to blow himself out of it. Yep. And, like, it's actually a pretty cool scene. Actually, it's probably the best scene in the movie. Because, like, his body started to come... Well, yeah, Lawrence Fisher was like, I'm going to go to the other side. I'm going to come through because they can't get through the main airlock door because he's locked it. So he's like, I'm going to go through where he'll launch out and I'll bring him back in. So Lawrence Fishburne puts on space suit, suit, goes outside. They're still docked to the event horizon, the Lewis and Clark is. And so he has to run around the ship. And it's great because Justin is, like, he's starting to, like discombobulate i guess like his yeah. whole body's kind of sort of like bleed Blood's out and like out yeah his veins are going over instantly he comes through he's like this was a terrible idea well i think there he was like possessed for a yeah. second because he just stops in the middle of the countdown he's like wait help yeah. help I'm yeah. like what the fuck's happening yeah and lawrence fishburne saves his life sorta i mean he ends up dying anyway no he doesn't justin he's, yeah he's alive at the end but he's in uh he's in the medical bay tubes at the very end Hips. Oh yeah, yeah, he is. Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah, what he's even though he's the one that got fucked up the most. Yeah, he got fucked. <laughs> uh, he's movie. he's alive. Um, uh, as far as people that like survived. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, because DJ gets pretty fucked up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So they're like, uh, now the the portal shot him back out. It seems that the Lewis and Clark is kind of haunted now and people are starting to see visions of different things they're haunted more by their like past or oh, wait, their regrets Louis, the event horizon is haunted yeah but they're not on that ship aren't they back on the lewis and clark no the medical bay is on event horizon oh yeah oh yeah it is isn't yeah. it yeah yeah um 
they're uh they're uh, uh being haunted by like different things so like miller is haunted by this comrade that he had that he wasn't able to save and that's a big regret in his life yep um like you said peter's uh her, her son, son and her ex-husband and stuff like that. She's that's her regrets and her ghosts and everything, and uh, <laughs> and and uh, uh, Doctor Ware, Sam Neill's character, he's haunted by his wife who committed suicide and wanted him to commit suicide with her, probably because he's a bad husband. Yeah, because you're not a good husband. If you don't kill yourself with your wife, right? <laughs> I think that's yeah, how it works. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, but sure. he keeps on seeing her without her eyes, and whatever he does, he Tell has. All you loving couples out there, if you're <laughs> if somebody kills himself, you gotta hop on that train. <laughs> I am just kidding. Like, do not do that. Call a helpline. <laughs> yeah, we need our viewership. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. I won't lie though. Sometimes when I listen back to these, I want to kill myself. <laughs> I mean, that's just normal for me. But, um, yeah, uh, uh, we're, whenever he sees his wife, though, he has hilarious reactions of just close-ups of his face, like we've been saying, where his scream is literally, Ah! ah <laughs> gravy! <laughs> good God. Oh, good God. Uh, and, yeah, the movie kind of goes from there. It's... They they find they find the actual log a video log of the crew. Yep. They play it. Um, it seems all... like the crew is having a really good time because they're all fucking each other and killing each other. The captain Tearing pulls their his eyeballs out. He's like, "Look at my eyeballs!" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's all wacky. And then DJ hears the whole thing. He's like, "They didn't say liberate me. <laughs> they said liberate Tedemet X and Ferris." <laughs> Duh, <laughs> which means save yourselves from hell. <laughs> um, and they're like, and after they see it, one of the best deadpan lines ever from Captain Miller, Lawrence Fishburne turns it off and just goes, we're leaving. <laughs> we're leaving. <laughs> That's it. Not only are we leaving, whenever they're like, okay, we have a countdown before we can go. Not only are we leaving, I'm blowing this fucking ship <laughs> the fuck up. Like, we are getting rid of the event horizon it's done for and sam neil's like what yeah you can't i made a sick ass black hole it's so fucking cool think about it think about it you get it event horizon it's the part of the black hole the event horizon the end of the cut of the black hole that's the name of the ship it's part of a black hole the ship that's run by a sick black hole. Goodness like, gravy. Goodness fucking gravy, man. There's a fucking sick ass black hole. Here. Little Swisher's basically like, oh, I understand. Um, but I'm making sure not only are we just not leaving, this thing is going to blow into fucking smithereens, and then the black hole it creates is going to suck in the remains, and none of this is ever going to be seen again. <laughs> That's what's going to happen. He's like, no, fuck that. I'm getting my black hole. <laughs> yeah, he's like, basically, he is, because he's possessed. Yeah. Turns out, biggest shocker of the, in the world, uh, uh, where is evil? Yep. <laughs> they pull an alien where he's basically like the android. Yep. Ash, uh, where he's he's been crazy the whole time, and he's possessed by the event horizon. Um, Cooper... So so, uh, uh, where starts killing people? I forgot who kills Peters. How does he kill Peters? 
Peters. How did she die? I can't remember. I can't remember. Uh, I remember DJ, Jason Isaac's character. He gets completely dismembered. Yeah. <laughs> and hung, uh, hung off the wall, which is supposed to be way more gruesome than they were actually going to show it uh, in the original cut of the film. I really want to see that now. Yeah. Uh, Tech Cooper. Cooper gets locked outside somehow. How the fuck does he get locked outside? Because <laughs> he has a space suit on, and then he's like, oh, no. I gotta... Oh, he was repairing the Lewis and Clark. Oh, yeah. That, that's he what they're was waiting re- on for him to do the repairs. He repairing the Lewis yeah. and Clark, and then... But he can't get back inside. And then, mm-hmm. Well, because Sam Neill yeah. hit a bomb. Oh, yeah. Inside oh. the Lewis and Clark. Yes, because they're trying to get... Uh, uh, Smith goes down into the engine room or something. There's actually explosives down there and blows him all up. Cooper gets jolted from the explosion. He decides to blow his his air supply to jettison him back to the ship. Yep. Um, I'm coming, bitches. No, he says, I'm coming, motherfuckers. Yeah, I'm coming, motherfuckers. <laughs> I'm going to fucking Neptune. Yeah. <laughs> That's where it looks like he's going. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, uh, uh, yeah, so Lawrence Fishburne's like, all right, fuck this. <laughs> I'm going to just find, I'm going to go and find Ellen Weir. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fuck him up. I'm going to beat the shit gonna, out of Weir. I'm going to fuck up Sam Neill. Who now is a demonic black hole man. With no eyes. With no eyes. Until he has eyes again. His eyes grow back. Uh, because you see that him. was actually with the help of Jason Eisbach. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> because whenever you first see him possessed his face is all sliced up and he has no eyes yeah you're like ah this was a terrible idea <laughs> <laughs> is this black hole worth it my gravy sears <laughs> <laughs> at least I didn't cut my tongue out <laughs> 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 and uh, so he's all fucked up. He's looking all crazy. Yeah, he's covered in scars. And <laughs> yeah, too many of Peter's scars covered. <laughs> um, so eyes back. That's fucking gold. No, that's pretty great. <laughs> Gravy Sears. <laughs> oh man, I, I, think I, I apparently did get the memo. <laughs> You did get the memo to write jokes. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, freestyle. <laughs> so, uh, where is on the ship trying to do, what is he just trying to open up the portal to let hell in completely to the universe? He's trying to take everyone to hell. He wants to explore the reaches of hell. And everybody's like, no. <laughs> yeah, everyone's like, idea. that sounds like shit. <laughs> Why like, would we do that? <laughs> He's like, I'm telling you, I it is a fucking awesome black hole, and we're going to go. Did you see them in that video? Yeah, they looked like they're having a bad time, but everyone was smiling. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean for a little bit. I mean they were fucking like beasts. Yeah, <laughs> didn't true. that look fun? It's like, well, we can just do that without going there. It's like, no, <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I don't want to do no. that. No, I want to go there because the gravy's the tastiest. Look, My I, gravy. I have the, the 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 burning seas of gravy in hell. 
<laughs> Disclaimer. Disclaimer. This movie at no point does Sam Neill say goodness gravy. <laughs> if you're going to watch that for goodness gravy, you're going to be sorely disappointed. Um, you will send us hate mail. Yeah, you will say... <laughs> You will say, Where is the grave? (laughs) Show me the gravy. <laughs> gravy train coming through, <laughs> which Lawrence Fishburne should have said at the end, where he blows everything up, <laughs> but he doesn't. Um, so, so the ship is getting all fucked up. Lewis and Clark is getting all fucked up. Yes, uh, we get comedic sound effects. Oh yes, you totally do. You get Looney Tune style action at the end of <laughs> boing, ting <Yeah>. ting <laughs> boing. I'm like, who did the sound editing on this yeah, movie? Uh, uh, you, I think I could have done better with six weeks. <laughs> like, oh, so this movie has more sparks than a concert. Oh, yeah, no. It <laughs> like, is every like, explosion is a shitload of sparks. It is like Bon Jovi and Kiss had a baby <laughs> concert. Yeah, and you're like, uh, your mama Bon Jovi had a baby. Yeah. <laughs> Allegedly. Uh, I, Mom Jovi. <laughs> yeah, allegedly, we're so I, I still believe that is reality. I like to, yeah. but I don't think it is. Uh, well, uh, we're gonna believe it anyways. Well, <laughs> it's my life because it's on this podcast now. So yeah, for yeah. everybody that's listening, uh, Blaze's dad is Bon Jovi. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, uh, Captain Miller has a final showdown with where. Where's all fucked up. He has his eyes back, though. He has Jason Isaacs back. And uh, he just... Lawrence Fisher's just fucking him up with the giant metal tube. Yep, pretty much. He's just like, I know how to solve this. (laughs) Brute force. Beating the shit out of him with it. And then... uh, Right in the gravy taster. (laughs) Fuck. I'm not going to be able to taste it for weeks. (laughs) He's like, doesn't an orgy sound fun, Lawrence Fishburne? He's like, no, not really. No, I'm happily married. <laughs> to the job. No, he's a wedding ring. Because he is married to the job officially. Yeah. Um, he's like, I actually have a bomb. I'm blowing us all up. And he, and he does. <laughs> and then he blows up the but, event riser. What was that one, what's that one scene that happens where Cooper does make it back to the ship? Like before the final showdown happens, he like lands on the glass. He's yeah. like, "I made it!" And then like immediately the glass gets blown out, and he just falls back into space again. Yep. What happens with that? Does does where does where shoot? Does he have a gun? Does he shoot the glass out? Yeah. Does the glass. Where out? Shoots He's like, the glass ah, out. just shoots back again. But Cooper and, survives, right? Yeah. 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 yeah he survives somehow. Um, they get him back in. So oh, yeah, blows the, the up. blood is showing up everywhere. Yeah. There's oh, yeah, the blood. Yeah, they, they rip off the shining yep. uh, with the elevator scene. They do the same shot. Um, but, yeah, uh, Miller blows himself and wear up, and he's like, gravy train coming through. <laughs> blows him up. 
and uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, Stark, Justin, and Cooper are alive. They're they're, they're in rescued by a team. Yeah, they're in their stasis pods. Um, and they're saved by a team. Uh, at first though, Stark is like, she she gets really, it's Stark that gets released to the pod, right? She's like, yeah. But that's like, where is there? And she's like, oh no. Yeah, but it was a nightmare. But it was a nightmare. Yeah. And then they all get released, and it's like, it's okay, it's okay. <laughs> but you had the best line <laughs> ever. It's okay. <laughs> and you're like. Yeah, that's that sums up the movie. <laughs> and then the movie literally ends with just text that says the end. Yep. <laughs> Credits. It's okay. <laughs> that is my official review of Event Horizon. <laughs> that is the official review. By them. Like, Look at our, our Rotten Tomatoes review. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. Um <laughs> Zero out of ten, no, not enough gravy. <laughs> no one drop of gravy was spilled. That been the best thing is, is if it's so blood falling down the it hallway, yeah, it's it was gravy. Yeah. <laughs> Goodness, gravy. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, after this, of course, Paul W. Sanderson went on to direct Resident Evil and make a whole bunch of Resident Evils. A bunch of horrible movies. Uh, he didn't direct all of them, but he directed like three or four of them. And him and Mia Jovovich are married. And then he's like, I want to do another video game movie. And did Monster Hunter. That came out like last year, I think, or the year before that. Did great at the box office. Yeah. He, make, he makes a lot of crap. <laughs> yeah, he makes a lot of garbage. <laughs> Compared uh, to his other garbage, Event Horizon is pretty decent. It's not bad. Yeah. It's a, it's a good gravy. <laughs> good gravy. <laughs> I don't know if I'll go that far. <laughs> but, yeah. Anything to add? Nope. It's okay. Yeah. Well, the movie found a huge success on DVD. I forgot to mention that. That's kind of where it made all of its money from, is that uh, they even were planning a second film, uh, which, of course, didn't get made. But right now, they're working on a TV series. Somebody notable is working on developing that TV series. For Event Horizon? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. So. Okay. Anywho, I guess that brings us to our next segment. Another curation of Blaze's Cabin of Video Game Curiosities. So how can this game possibly relate to the movie we're talking about? Unless it it's Dead Space. <laughs> you're just talking about Dead Space? Nope, it doesn't relate. Uh, I tried. You fucking jerk. I tried and I failed. Uh, but it's a good game. All right. Better than Event Horizon. You watch your fucking mouth. <laughs> so... This is a release by a new studio called Ryle, R-A-Y-L-L. Mm -hmm. It was developed and published by them. And it is an interesting game. Number one, it is free, which is nice. Um, number two, it is a episodic series. So it goes series by series. But it is a horror game based off user submissions. Oh, which I so thought, it's just like creepypasta? It's like creepypasta. <laughs> well, by, minus the fact these are supposed to be things that actually happen to people. Oh, okay. So. Uh, oh, fuck. I like my keys in my car. Dun, dun, dun. There are currently two episodes out. Uh, the game is called Fears to Fathom. Okay. Episode one is the one I have played so far. And it is 
episode uh, fears to fathom episode one home alone and <laughs> i was just about to you ask play as macaulay culkin <laughs> well no i was about to ask were you home alone whenever you started playing it and then had to wait for Paige to get home yes because you were too scared yes actually <laughs> yes this is how we're, we're gonna have to start rating horror games it's like on a scale of Paige being home or not being home <laughs> how scary was it did you have to wait for Paige to get back okay that is our new rating so you have to ask that every time now out of out of uh, one out of one pages was there a page or no page <laughs> So he was like, well, this game isn't bad, uh, but I didn't need a page because I was a big boy this time. Yeah, I was a big boy. Um, <laughs> so a half. <laughs> yeah, half a page. <laughs> she called me and stayed on the phone while I played. <laughs> uh, and she said, I really need to get back to work. And I said, no! <laughs> um, so uh, the cool part is, is that... Um, they actually use the text that is emailed to them as kind of like the narration text for mm-hmm. why you're playing the game. Mm-hmm. Um, Spelling errors and all. <laughs> no, they fixed that. Fuck. Um, so you wake up, you're like a 14-year-old kid. Uh, you're just kind of living your normal daily life. Uh, your parents are out Probably of town. Probably jerking off a lot. You go through Probably that phase. Probably jerking <laughs> off a lot. There's a lot of crusty pieces of clothes hiding out in the house somewhere. It's like righteous gemstones. And just find the you're underwear. sitting there. Hey, if you're 14 years old and you're hearing this, your parents have found them. They know you're doing it. You're not clever. You're not sneaky. Your parents know you're whacking off all over the house, and they fucking hate it, and you should be embarrassed. You should. You should be embarrassed by yourself. Jacking off all over the house like a little fucking animal. Jesus Christ. I still do that now. You should be embarrassed. Yeah, but we're adults. Yeah. And I do. We're paying for the place we're jacking off. Well, no, I do when I go to my parents' house also. You They're just like, bastard. you need to stop. <laughs> Please close the door. <laughs> I'm like, now I'm an adult. <laughs> no, no, I'm big boy. <laughs> big boy. Big boy, look at your precious baby mama. <laughs> <laughs> she, she loves me. So, uh, yeah. Um, moving on. <laughs> Uh, so you're walking around the house and you're just kind of reading through text messages and talking. You actually reply to your mom and stuff like that, and it'll be like, "Hey, you know, you know, we're out of town for the weekend. Make sure to check the doors before you go to bed." Blah 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 blah. Just regular talk. And um, uh, you're like, oh, "I'm gonna order some pizza or something like that." And then your mom's like, "Nope, made lasagna. It's in the fridge. Do that so you don't waste any money." Mm-hmm. Kid makes lasagna, sits down, and as the kid sits down on the couch, he notice you. You can see it out of the corner of your eye. A couple of footsteps going up the stairs. You have a joke. Go for it. No, they're like it's literally creepy pasta. Yeah, <laughs> it's literally creepy pasta. Yeah, it really is. No, because he made lasagna. Oh, uh, <laughs> it took me a second. Yeah, it's good. Um, so you see some like. The shadows of feet going up the stairs in the corner and uh but i guess the the character doesn't notice because he's watching tv um 
So really, uh, without giving away the rest of it, uh, you know, they're about 30 minutes long, uh, each story. There's a new one out called The Hitchhiker, which I have not played yet. Uh, well, I wonder what that one's about. It's about being home alone. <laughs> the, this one is actually where he gets picked up by a hitchhiker. <laughs> so this one that's home alone is about the hitchhiker and... The hitchhiker is about being home alone. <laughs> yeah, the hitchhiker is home alone with him. So he's not home alone. He's with the hitchhiker, but they're both eating lasagna. The, the hitchhiker <laughs> is actually his dad, oh. who has lived there forever each, and didn't hitchhike anywhere. Each episode is just him eating pasta, a different, his, a different his, dish. His legal name is Hitchhiker. <laughs> old Hitch. It's Hitch. <laughs> old, old Daddy Hitch. Uh <laughs> Good gravy. <laughs> Goodness gravy. Um, but yeah, it uh, it kind of has like a 90s video game, uh, like uh, originals. I don't I know. I wouldn't say that because it, it is first person, but it has like an older video game look to it. And uh, it, it also has like the effect of looking like it's on a VHS tape. Mm. So uh, it looks really good uh, for what it is what it's supposed to be they accomplish their goal and they make it creepy and they make them short and sweet so you can get on to the next episode nice so uh maybe uh, depending on how uh well the next one does maybe i'll do that as the next episode is the hitchhiker episode that's an interesting concept yeah so uh and they even have uh if you get the game they have the email address where you can submit stories to see if it gets made nice so they got about a five month gap in between each episode we should we should make ours send them in oh man send ours in where it's like well it's this kid his dad hitch his dad and they're eating pasta but but it's got gravy on it it's got good gravy good good gravy not and, great, and they're, but and, good. And, and the kid just got done jerking off. Yeah, all over the house. There's ectoplasm. Everywhere. It's like, well, what's scary about it? It's like, oh, Hitch knows about it. Oh, Hitch knows. Hitch knows about that kid's natural gravy being all over the house. <laughs> so, yeah. So, that is by Rail Studios. Uh, R-A-Y-L-L again. Uh, it is free. It is fun. And I recommend you check it out for a good little scary time. Give it a one page. I'll give it a one page, even <laughs> though Paige was not here while I played it. Oh, big boy. I'm big, strong boy. <laughs> I've been eating my gravy. <laughs> <laughs> good. Very I good. I got Jason eyes in the back of my head. <laughs> <laughs> no ghouls are sneaking up on me. <laughs> All right, well, that brings us to our next segment, Mythology, Biology. Okay. All right. So what is it? All right. So uh, during the song break, I told you that I'm going to have a real hard time pronouncing this one. So I'm going to spell it, and you're going to pronounce it. <laughs> I'm and I'm going to go with that pronunciation. Are you ready? No. I looked for the pronunciation online. I can't find it. So All right. forgive me. You ready? Yeah. M-A-N-A-N-A-N-G-G-A-L. 
Manangal? 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 Okay, see, see, I was getting Manangal. You son of a bitch. <laughs> Sorry, that's my Profundo Rosso <laughs> ringtone. Manangal is what we're going to go with. All right. Rude. It's over on the charger. Rude. Fuck you. <laughs> your, your phone always goes off. That's true. <laughs> Mananical. <laughs> Thanks, Scully. Thanks, for Scully. my phone. Scully, hey. Scully went and got it for me and brought it to me. Hey, it's me. It's Scully. <laughs> or, I heard you boss talking about gravy, <laughs> and I wanted to come and tell you it's pronounced Mananical. There's no time for that now, Scully. <laughs> Mananical. Mananical. <laughs> All right. So, <laughs> what is a mananagal? A mananagal is a creature that hails from the Philippines. Okay. So I thought this would be an interesting one to do. Um, they come in the form of a hideous, decrepit, female-like humanoid creature. So, the thing about these that are so strange is that they look decrepit and kind of like cronish. But then they can remove their top half of their torso off of their legs. Whoa. And out from that, from their back, comes bat-like wings where oh. they fly around. As one does with wings. As one does with wings. Uh, they're very similar to vampires, like mm. early forms of vampires. Um, and they mainly go to feed off sleeping pregnant women. Uh, they have a... Uh, periscopic kind of tongue like you would say uh certain types of bats and stuff like that have um and they put their tongue into the woman's (laughs) stomach while they're sleeping and into the fetus and start sucking the blood out of the fetus's heart that's awesome yeah it's pretty fucking brutal yeah um so uh, they were known throughout the Philippines for being baby killers and <laughs> were, the really? cause, were the cause of a lot of miscarriages and such. Okay. All right. Let's see, yeah. let's see where, where this folklore came from. Yeah. <laughs> they, they didn't believe in just like what we just modernly know science-wise. They're like, oh, it's a creature. That's why yeah, no, the baby died. Yeah, no, a creature died. going around <laughs> yeah. kill, uh, killing babies in their sleep, and that's why they're... Uh, dying. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that is what a mananagal does. Um, they are afraid of sunlight and garlic, like you would expect, but also things that they don't like. And it seems kind of obvious is they're like, you can also hurt them with daggers. And it's like, oh, well, okay. <laughs> oh, my only weakness is blood force trauma. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my only weakness. The weaknesses of human plus a garlic allergy. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. But they have been around since, uh, you know, uh, medieval. Uh, they actually have... They've been around since baby killing was a thing? Yeah, since miscarriages started. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, you can actually find, like, illustrations on them uh, of maps of the Philippines, like, from the medieval period and oh. stuff like that. It's pretty interesting. Interesting, uh, yeah. Background to them, and they, uh, the depictions of them are quite frightening. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
That's it. Yeah, I'll find one of those images and put it on the Instagram. Yeah, a bananagle. A banana <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's cool. Um, well, thank you guys for listening. Yep, that's another that's episode. That's the uh, the horizon <laughs> of this event. <laughs> yes, event horizon. The better space Hellraiser than the Hellraiser set in space. Fair enough. <laughs> Because Hellraiser 4 is not good. Pain has a face, and it is Hellraiser 4. (laughs) Uh, But if you do want to reach us, you can reach us at bladedapplespod at gmail.com or on the Instagram page. You guys got comments, concerns, questions, requests, just want to curse us out, whatever. I mean, we'll, we'll be sad on the inside, but we won't let it show on the outside. Yeah, we'll... Except we'll talk tears. about it like we're fine. Yeah. Well, like, it's okay. He told us a fuck. Fuck you. He told me, fuck you, you stupid fucks. But you know what? It's, it's fine. Because that's, that's their opinion. But inside, I'll be crying. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, thanks to Seth Mize for doing our artwork. Uh, you can check him out on Instagram or Colin Panther Tattoo Parlor. Awesome guy. Tattoos of Ocala, Florida. Blaze for editing everything and putting this together. Uh, next week, we will be talking about a better Sam Neill film called Possession, which is a movie that is very well regarded but harder to find than most movies um, for some reason. I need to do a little research on why it's so difficult to get a hold of. But I have a copy, so we will be watching that and talking about next episode. Where the BS main jokes? I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. Usually with better movies, we have less jokes. Yeah. <laughs> so we're just going to tell you how good this movie is. But, it, I mean, the movie is kind of about cucking, so we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> we'll probably get something out of it. Uh, but, yeah, anything to add? Yeah, that's it. All right. Well, until next time, remember, every day is Halloween, so please act accordingly. Bye. Bye.